Shalom and welcome to another episode of A Christian Voice. There are so many things on my heart right now. I honestly just want to bury my head in the sand and hide. Only problem? I don't care to leave my back exposed. <laughs> no, that's not really why. It's actually a see something, say something issue. It's a responsibility issue. How can you not speak up when surrounded by wrong after wrong, crime after crime, sin after sin? How can I shut my eyes and pretend it's all okay? How can we all just sit here and pretend it's all right, this loathsome thing America has become? Worse yet, what it is becoming. Yes, I love my nation. I love America. I do not love, cannot accept, certainly cannot promote the downright evil choices we are making as a nation. America, America, God mend thine every flaw. Unhinged by human tears. Impossible, but beautiful. Believe it or not, politics and religion are not the only things weighing on me today. Illness is getting me down. Mine or someone else's? Irrelevant. Just been weighing the balance between consequences of personal choices and the effects of someone else's choices. And then again, the third option. God's sovereign, divine, <sighs> incomprehensible will for his glory to be done somehow in our lives. Now, it may not have made a lot of sense, so here's some context for you. Doing research online recently, I came across a disturbing trend. I turned up a number of stories, mostly personal testimonies, of people who have been infected by HIV intentionally. What a wicked world! Some have been crimes of rape, but the vast majority are within relationships. So many people have said they thought the infecting party loved them. They, the ones making people sick, they only admitted after the fact of infecting the so-called partner. They'd known all along. You should really learn what the word partner means. It doesn't actually mean someone you sleep with or someone you live with or even someone you're sharing the stretch of your life with. It doesn't mean someone you're having a relationship with. That's not a partner. Oh, shocking assertion, I know, but Wiki says it is, right? No. Partner's a term that has been reduced to that casual level in our sick society. But that's not the traditional understanding. That's not the depth of the meaning of the word partner. Anyway. Some people, so cold, they said, too bad, so sad. Some cried and asked forgiveness, claiming they loved the injured party so much they couldn't bear to lose them by, you know, honesty or anything silly like that. Yep, love is selfish, love is unkind. Oh, wait, no. Some of them laughed. Can you imagine that? Oh, haha, it's so funny I gave you... HIV? But here's perhaps the most disturbing part of what I found. It's not even a crime anymore most places. It's being systematically decriminalized here in America, while every innocent action is being steadily criminalized. Can you believe that? And in most of the places that it is still a crime, 
it has been downgraded to a misdemeanor. Attempted murder by means of bio-warfare is no longer a felony. It's equal to what? Shoplifting? Which can still be a felony, depending upon the value of the goods stolen. Jaywalking? That's a misdemeanor offense. Attempted murder, guys. It's no less. Let's be honest. Can we at least get manslaughter? Nope. Reckless endangerment? Although, in these cases, there is a clear awareness of the end result. Death now or death later, with unavoidable suffering in between. So that's worse than reckless, because there's clear intent. But a sickening lack of regard for human life. You'd think that you, suffering from it, would want to spare others from it, not intentionally see them in the same spot that you are. Such hatred. Such hatred. Where does that come from? 1 John 3.15b, which is the second half of the verse. You know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. You do that, you are a murderer. It always begins with murder of the innocent. Yes, I am talking about abortion. The elderly. Euthanasia in any form. <laughs> On one of these sites, I read some crazy justification that AIDS isn't the death sentence it used to be, so this whack job says, what's the big deal? What's everyone so upset about? Yeah, huh? Right, wrong, evil, good. Intentionally harming another human by exposing them to a terminal illness without their knowledge or consent. Hey, what could any of that matter? What's the problem? Goodness. So that sent my little head hamsters a spinning. Where's the line and what's the balance between living in a fallen world and suffering for our own sins? I don't mean sin as a whole. Yeshua paid for that on the cross. But individual action, having a natural cause and effect principle. So when things happen, I can't help but wonder how much of what God allows. Because he is a good God. And nothing is ever wasted with him. How much is simply, you got hurt because someone else chose to act like a monster? And how much is because of some sin we may have committed, whether casually, ignorantly, or even intentionally? I mean, if I had contracted an STD back in the day when I didn't give a rip, and you were in pants was my standard for acceptability, okay, you normally had to be cute as well. Still. That would have been a perfectly clear example of cause and effect. Sleep around, catch an STD. Now, however, if, after a good quarter of a century of choosing celibacy, I was to contract one, <gasps> of course, he listened faithfully. There was that one slip, that one time with that one fellow, years ago. The sin that finally broke us. So let's just suppose someone infected me against my will. Would that be a reaping of my personal sin sowing from back in the dark ride days or not? Is it just for the glory of God somehow? John chapter 9 verses 1 through 3 And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. 
Or are these things just a part of general sin-bringing death? This is the law of sin and death. You sin, Adam, you die. Not only you, but all of your offspring, until Messiah Yeshua restores all things after the final battle. The wages of sin is death. This is the law of sin and death. It's not, as some silly folks have said, the Torah. The Torah is not the law of sin and death. Hey, stay on topic. Whoops, sorry. Wait, what? I don't really have a topic. Just thinking out loud. Musing. Game musing is so much more fun, isn't it? Okay, okay. Man, the things people do to each other. Speaking of Torah, our portion last week, yesterday, was he takes it. In the one-year cycle, of course, he takes it just happens to give us guidelines on how to treat each other. Of course, it's not the only place, but it happens to be timely for me. It covers a wide variety of situations, from how to behave to war captives, to familial relationships, what to do if a neighbor loses something. Not just livestock, but even the smallest thing, like a garment. You like that hat they were wearing? They dropped it? You know it's theirs? Guess what? Gotta take it back. Our Torah portion also covered what not to wear, how to harvest wild eggs, and so many other things related to practical living. It's all about how to treat the world, how to treat each other, how we're responsible for taking care. Not oppressing through unjust restrictions, but how a free people step up and personally, individual by individual, seeing that we bring no harm. It's about looking forward we avoid doing harm to others when making our decisions. It's about placing the needs of others above our own in every situation. I know that is hard to do. But when we put others first, we are naturally blessed ourselves. It does follow. The Torah is really beautiful. If you can look past what you've been programmed to think by well-meaning but misguided teachings and see the Holy One's heart for us, he does have a love of humankind. He created us to be in a close and deep friendship with him. He does care how we act toward each other. Not for his good, but for ours. I heard a person in the ministry recently state that keeping Torah was dangerous. <laughs> the law, the Torah, is not oppressive. It is not a burden. It certainly is not dangerous to live the way our creator, you know, the one who designed us, the way he says is best. You cannot go wrong. Torah is a rich and beautiful guidebook for our earthly journey. So why do we keep ignoring it and hurting each other, which only hurts ourselves? <laughs> what do you think about Intuit tampering with its payroll customers and causing them to lose money because they, Intuit, don't agree with conservative principles. You know, like freedom. Well, they were gun sales, weren't they? Yeah, it's still legal in America, sorry. Also, some are things like t-shirts with conservative slogans, or more concisely, from companies that sell t-shirts with said slogans. We don't know the actual t-shirts that were sold in this case, even went that far in exercising such shocking clothing freedom. Hey, Intuit. You're actually not law enforcement, nor are you now a reliable source for accounting software. Go ahead. Keep sinking your own ship. That's cool. 
And what about credit card companies refusing to process donations for conservative entities like freedom speakers and certain ministries? Can you naively believe this will end with them? They'll find some place they can control you as well if this is not stopped. Nazism is no joke. It's not a light and socially amusing term I throw around for effect. I am deadly serious. Maybe you would like to be controlled womb to grave. Maybe you are simply refusing to acknowledge it before it's too late. Before it affects your beliefs, your principles. Giving you credit that you have them. The way you live your life. Never again is now if we let this continue. And how about that stadium that held a Muslim rally? Where thousands of American-loving, oh wait, no, people chanted their battle cry of Allahu Akbar. Viking Stadium, tied to Bank of America, of all the delicious ironies you could never fake up. Of course, we've known for years they've implemented Sharia-compliant financing. Bank of America, that is. If you don't know what Sharia-compliant financing is, you better go look it up. And you might want to see if your financial institution is complying with it. This goes way back to when I was in the financial industry. That's been a broke day or ten, folks. What do you say to this headline from usnews.com? Cracking Arizona's red wall. Celebrating a bisexual dem running for office there. I don't know if it's actually a male or a female. Don't ask me. Look it up. Here's another one linked within that first article. Same site. Alarm bells in Arizona for Republicans. Hmm. Yep. Fair and clearly unbiased reporting there. No spin at all on those titles, by golly. What a joke. I sometimes like to go to foreign versions of news sites to see the differences in reporting. My, is there a difference. Same news event. Radically different content. You should check it out sometime. If you have the stomach for any more disillusion. Here's one thing we don't need to condemn. Just pray for mercy for. Hawaii getting hurricane rain while they're still dealing with a volcano erupting. As of now, it's been downgraded to a tropical storm. But still, they're getting a serious pounding over there. Hmm, one of our idols falling down, no? Hawaii. Well, that's enough of that for now gonna go stream something with bunnies. No, not the kind with badges and fox friends. I know what you were thinking of me. Something rather calmer to soothe the old lady sensibilities. What is this world coming to? Well, thanks a bunch for ending on a good note there, lady. You're welcome. <laughs> we are called to the Ministry of Reconciliation, so here's a good note for you. Yeshua, Jesus, will come back sooner than expected and take his own with him. If that's not good news to you yet, here's some more. It can be. Just turn from your sin and turn to him and believe, asking for forgiveness. He promises not to turn away any who ask. Then look up because your redemption draws near. And you may wish to take a trip through the first five books in the Holy Bible with an open heart. You won't be disappointed. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2018, A Christian.